0: You, monster, we've trekked a thousand miles across starless seas, blighted
1: mires and forests without end, all in seeking you to ask you a question. What are you looking for in an apartment? Would you be a good Cub Scout leader? Can I ride you, or would that be disrespectful? Should I invest in subterranean realty? Do you find it sexy when I T-pose and spin in a circle? Every episode of Finding Monster Right has us asking questions like these, about monsters from folklore, pop culture, and our own world. Join us as we meet alien allies, cryptic comrades, and friendly fiends. After all, it's not just a show about monsters, right? Right. Finding Monster Right. We found you, now you find us.
0: Can I make a request to the listeners? Oh, 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 please. As,
2: as long as the request is, you know, not that they stab each other. I'm, I'm pretty open.
0: Oh, no, I think it's fairly benign. I would like to ask all of you out there in the audience if you could please go the fuck to sleep once in a while. So, today's episode
2: is about sleep and, oh... There's nothing I love more than a good night's sleep. But I did not realize how important sleep was. Sleep can save the world. Sleep is so important, everyone. Yes, it is. That is why I invented lullabies. Okay, Johan, yeah, yeah, yes, um, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go with that. Um, so Sybil, my dear
1: darling roommate, um, what, what's a typical night's sleep like for you? Oh, I don't know. I think I sleep probably pretty normally. I mean, I fall asleep right away because, I don't know, I've heard other people stay awake stressing about things and thinking about the future. I don't have to worry about the future because the gods warn me about things. So I've never really had insomnia. Uh, And then, you know, sometimes I have some interesting dreams. Sometimes they tell the future too. Sometimes they don't. And then I wake up super refreshed. Huh. You know,
2: sometimes I realize I envy you just as much as I despise you. It's kind of funny that way. Yeah, I get that. Um, I just want to give a warning to our listeners to um maybe not operate heavy machinery while listening to this episode, because it is very soothing, um, despite the fact that our wonderful guest talks about an impending apocalypse. Um, get some sleep, listeners, but maybe not behind the wheel of a vehicle. And of course, don't sleep through this word from one of our wonderful sponsors. It's important for us monsters to take care of our health, and that includes our mental health. We use our minds every day to budget for our next grocery trip, write those important emails, plot how to dominate the life force of our next victim and get away with it, and finish that crossword without having to look up the answers. Our minds are important tools, and important tools need maintenance. And you should sharpen your mind, just like you sharpen your fangs and claws, which is why I recommend Mind Flayer Online Therapy. Mindflayer Online Therapy makes professional therapy accessible and affordable to all monsters. They offer access to licensed and accredited Mindflayers who promise not to try and control your mind and eat your brain. They can't eat your brain through the screen. Really. Mindflayer Online Therapy offers phone, video, chat, and psionic services. They can assign you a mind flayer in under forty-eight hours, and you can always change mind flayers if the one you're assigned tries to dominate you and turn you into an obedient thrall, which they promise not to do. But things happen. Get ten percent off your first month of mind flayer online therapy with code The Gorgon Show. Please welcome our guest, Sandra Sandman. Am I pronouncing that correct?
0: Um, y- yes, yes, Penny, it's Sandman, Sandra Sandman, Love the Sandman family. Thank you so much for having me. I really love the podcast. Oh, oh, I'm so excited that, that you listen. Yay, thank you so much.
2: Thank you for being here, and of course, welcome to The Gorgon Show. Now, you are of the Sandman family, so you're a Sandman? I, I believe that, that we may need to explain some things to our human and fellow monster listeners about, well, what you're all about.
0: Also, oh, please, please tell us about being a Sandman. Oh, yes, Penny. It's my great honor to be here today to sort of clear up some confusion about Sandman and what a Sandman does and and maybe broaden the horizons a little bit. So, um... Well, in human culture, there are a lot of stories about a sandman, usually a monster or a male figure, sort of coming in in the middle of the night and sprinkling dream dust in your eyes and then you have beautiful dreams and that is partially correct, but we're actually ethereal entities and can take any form. So things like gender or matter don't matter. We we exist on the ethereal plane and only pop in to do our our job. Oh, oh, my goodness. I I honestly
2: had no idea. Uh, So you are what the humans would describe as more of a
0: supernatural entity? Yes, I think that that's correct. We're a multidimensional being, actually. Oh, wow. I... Does that ever get confusing? It's hard oh, enough yes. for me to handle this one reality. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it, it does get a little bit confusing, Penny. Um, so I think it would make sense if I explained a little bit about what dreams are. So, oh, a, a, please. A lot of times... Um, humans have come up with the idea that dreams are the firing of neurons in the brain to help everything calm down, and that sometimes it processes through the day, and that sometimes it's drugging up things from your past, and sometimes it just goes crazy, and it's just colors and shapes and what have you. But really, what dreams are, are gateways into other dimensions. And since there are infinite dimensions, all of the dreams are real, even the scary ones oh my goodness
2: i had no idea i i thought my dreams were well sometimes because my body is a human body i i need to get up in the middle of the night and um use the restroom (laughs) he sorry i know tmi as humans would say (laughs) but i have to get up in the middle of the night but the way my body lets me know that i need to wake up is that i have a nightmare about sharks. And the only time I ever have nightmares about sharks, who are some of my favorite denizens of the ocean, um, is when I do need to go to the restroom. And I always thought that was just my subconscious going, hey, get up so you don't wet the bed. But now you're saying that there are just sharks in another dimension chomping on things.
0: And that's what I'm tapping into, almost like watching them on, on television? Yes, it's sort of like that. Um, it's quite possible you are a shark in that dimension, and that maybe that's oh. the easiest way for you to connect with your bladder. Wow.
2: Oh, oh, my my mind is blown, and, and my snakes are, are tingling with excitement right now just about the thought of all of this. Oh, I wonder if there are gorgon sharks. Oh, oh, goodness. I don't want to go off on this tangent, but I'm going to be thinking about this the rest of the day. Oh, I am already so excited to learn about this. I had so many misconceptions about, um, Sandman. Right? Okay. Yes! Yes, Yes, Sandman. You got it right. I'm so glad. Yay. Thank thank you. Um, I I do try. Just as long as you don't ask me to speak Welsh,
0: we'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's an infinite number of you that speak it correctly, if that makes you feel any better. Wow. That's strangely
2: comforting, as well as mind-blowing. Oh my goodness gracious. So there is more than one sandman? There is a group of these ethereal beings is there an infinite number a finite
0: number oh i'm just i'm blown away by all of this tell me more so technically if we if we extrapolate from what i've already said there's an infinite number of all of us but if we're being specific to this existence and this plane we are one family that's been around since the beginning of time wow well, I thought I was old. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Penny? Um, I
2: am, well, the humans would say I'm in my 80s, which the human equivalent of that is like my mid to late 20s. Um, I I, I believe it's we didn't really have birth certificates or well, we did but my snakes ate mine. But I really should go about getting that replaced.
0: Oh, but you were around when the Cordettes made that lovely song about our
2: people. You know what? I was I was very young. Um but yes, the the, the Sandmans have played such a large role in the human popular culture. And if you would love to talk about that, I would love to listen. Um I am familiar with the the song, you know, Mr. Sandman. Bring me a dream, that I mean, that sounds like it's very limiting in that it's only talking about one member of your family, but still, better than nothing, perhaps?
0: Yes? No? Yes, I I don't take offense. None of us take offense when we are misgendered uh, to all be male. That's just sort of, I mean, I hope God doesn't take offense because God is misgendered as male all the time. So I don't see why I would do that, too, you know? Um... I, in in popular culture, the thing that is a little bit more offensive is when we're depicted as these big, scary monsters, but then I remember mm. that we can take any form, so it's entirely possible that Sandro Sandman has taken the form of monsters before. Sandro is oh. our little black sheep. Oh, every,
2: every family has that one family member who, well, he... Is kind of a dick. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> fascinating to hear that
0: you have one of them, too. So oh, yeah. tell me about the Sandro. So um, I think the most accurate depiction of Sandro was in the Ghostbusters cartoon, from the late 80s early 90s because there was a sandman and he kind of looked like a big goblin creature and he put all the ghostbusters to sleep and i think that that was sandro i think that he really did that oh maybe maybe he wrote that episode i
2: i enjoyed that um animated series when it was on but i still to this day Get angry when people talk about the Celtic festival that has become Halloween, and they call it Sam Hane. It's pronounced "Sowen," but the real Ghostbusters cartoon called this creature Sam Hane. And you know what? I just can't forgive that.
0: It's just so wrong. It sounds like they did it to you too. I remember Sam Hane had the big pumpkin head in the. Big long purple cloak, and he was really scary, just like the Sandman. But it was—we're was, was, just—we're just doing our thing. We're just doing our—it's okay. Just let it happen. And honestly, if people were more open-minded, maybe they wouldn't be so scared of the scary things. They would just go, "Oh, those are things. Those
2: are things." Exactly. And and you know, I know we have nightmares sometimes, even us Gorgons do. But dreams and nightmares—they—they they both help us cope with our reality our singular reality i can't even imagine having to cope with multiple realities this is this is remarkable
0: penny mm-hmm. now that we've been over about sort of the pop culture references and what sandman actually do i can i make a request to the listeners oh 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 please as as long as the request is you know not
2: that they stab each other i'm i'm pretty open oh
0: no i think it's fairly benign I would like to ask all of you out there in the audience if you could please go the fuck to sleep once in a while. Oh, is is that, is
2: that becoming an issue? I mean, I have trouble falling asleep sometimes, but I do
0: usually get six to eight hours. Has this become a problem? So six to eight hours is pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm talking to all the listeners out there who are, um. they have these little squares for hands there's like a little rectangle that's attached to them and they just stare at their hand all night instead of sleep. So the listeners out there that have these little devices that um, there's like sticks and buttons and they're staring at a light box on the wall and they don't go to sleep. And it's very hard to keep back the multiverse if I don't have a channel. And I don't want this dimension to collapse. So, if everyone could please try to get at least six hours of sleep, I
2: hear it's good for you. Yeah, it's it's good for both humans and monsters. Um, the the hands that are boxes do do the hands glow much like this box that you're talking about. Yes, it does. It sometimes it oh. doesn't, but but sometimes it does. Okay okay um I believe you're talking about smartphones um which are basically well small computers that people carry around and of course a lot of us monsters do as well some 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 folks use their smartphones to listen to this very podcast but but you're saying that people are looking
0: at them instead of going to sleep is that what you're saying they I think that maybe they think it helps them but I don't think it helps them at all, because people went to sleep just fine before the light boxes came along. Oh, okay,
2: and okay. I, I've i read some studies about, I think they call it blue light, and of course, depending on your optics as a human or a monster, and depending on how many eyes you may have, um, the way the light from these smartphone devices and 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 televisions and and computer monitors and all these other amazing inventions that humans have invented um the way the light affects the brains of humans and monsters yes I've read studies now that I think about it that that they interfere with sleep and so you're saying that this interference with sleep may be bring about a
0: multi-dimensional apocalypse? Yes, oh, it definitely can. It's very serious. So in order to get around this, don't worry, I have a plan. My family and I have worked out. Oh, good. Yeah, that sometimes we can just, you know, influence enough with our dust that you just fall asleep at any time. So, you know, you could be maybe in school and then you're sleeping. Um, sometimes you start to nod off when you're when you get into those other big monsters, the ones that take you from one place to another place. Um, we'll we'll, oh, we'll sprinkle oh, oh, the dust no. so that you no. can take you know just just a little nap there. Um, then no oh no no oh oh okay
2: um, Sandra I'm going to have to stop you there because um, does does the monster that the humans get in does it have? Wheels that spin. Well, not like a cart. They're usually black. <sighs> okay, yeah, let's um if if the human or monster is in charge of the motion of a device, I, I would recommend against putting them to sleep. Um, that could cause um injury. So so maybe not that. But, but it does sound like it is very important that humans sleep when they're supposed to, and maybe not when they're behind the
0: wheel of a fucking car. Oh, I, it would be a lot easier if they would just go back to their little house rooms and get in their little blankets, and then it would, it would just make my job so much easier, Penny. It's been so hard.
2: Oh, oh, Sandra, oh my goodness. I, I can't even begin to comprehend the stress You must feel trying to hold off a multidimensional apocalypse. That's, that's a lot of pressure for anyone, human or monster. (laughs) Are, Are you okay?
0: I'm just so grateful to be able to get our message out there. That people, people should just take care of themselves so that they can take care of the multiverse.
2: Oh, okay. Wow. You heard it here, folks. Go the fuck to sleep. Oh, oh, Penny, can I write a song that tells people they should go to sleep like like a human lullaby? Well, Johan, we we can talk about that later, but I think that may be a good idea. I I do like the little tunes you hum on my head to help me fall asleep. Maybe, maybe you could help some other humans and monsters. Oh, I am so excited. I'm going to help hold off a multidimensional apocalypse. That, that would be a tall order for a snake to do, but I, I appreciate you wanting to try. So, S- Sandra, this is just so much pressure on you and, and your family. Is there anything else humans and monsters can do to help you, well, stave off a multidimensional apocalypse? Um,
0: let me think. Um, yeah, I think there's one thing. I think it's important for people to know that because it is a multiverse, you can choose your reality. So if you want to go and live your dreams, you can go and live your dreams. So that way, your life is better here in this dimension, so you don't have to just dream about living in the castle. You can sort of just live in the castle. I know there's some steps I'm missing. but I I think it's important for people to know that they're empowered and that the things that you dream are limited only by your own
2: mind. That's, oh, that's actually quite lovely because I think that would be beneficial for humans and monsters and and beneficial to you as well. So that just sounds like a win-win. So, okay, listeners, you heard it here. If you want to prevent the end of the world, follow your dreams. And get some fucking sleep. Wow, that actually sounds, well, attainable. Lovely. I thought it was important enough to come on the show. Yes, I'm I'm so glad I'm giving you a platform to get this important message across. Thank you again for, for getting this message across. I, for all of its problems, I don't want the world to end. I'd rather, you know put some energy into fixing it if I can. Me and my snakes.
0: He. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I'm so grateful for people like you, Penny, who get 6 to 8 hours of sleep and your snakes too. Oh, oh yeah.
2: Some of them snore. It's actually quite delightful and oddly soothing. Um, okay. So so we've talked about your family as a whole, but you know, let's highlight you as an individual. Um, I don't know if you understand the concept of days because you are this multidimensional being and very ethereal, but what would a day in your life look like?
0: What's an average day look like for you? Well, I can express this because humans experience days, and I'm very familiar with that because it, it usually is tied to the rotation of your planet in position mm. to your sun. And so yes. um I think I can narrow it down. Hmm. So I already know at all times what my assignments are for the day. And it's usually a certain chunk of the population of this dimension. Um, So it's not limited to your planet. It's all creatures everywhere. And I sort of reach out my consciousness to feel their consciousnesses. And when it's time for them to go to sleep, I'm the person who connects their, their, how do I say, dream portal to the other Mm. universes. So I sort of do this all the time. The problem is that when people aren't going to sleep and they haven't been going to sleep, then I'm sensing all the time and I'm sort of waiting and waiting Mm. and waiting and waiting. And it's very, I didn't know the word anxiety until the last 10 years. Mm. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm very familiar with that word. So, um, do you ever just go out for a
0: cup of coffee? A cup of coffee? I would like to. Would you like to go out for a cup of coffee with me? I I think I need to,
2: well, help you take a little bit of a break and go out for a cup of coffee. Now, the fun thing about coffee as a substance is going out for a cup of coffee can help you relax. But drinking coffee can also, well make you feel anxious. It's kind of one of those funny human things where where it's a little bit of this and a little bit of the opposite at the same time. I honestly don't know how humans function, really. But yes, we need to take you out for a cup of coffee. And oh, oh, here it comes. Donuts! And a donut. Have you ever eaten a donut? I've never eaten anything. Oh
0: are are you able to take on a physical form and and eat? Yes, I am. Um but when I do that then nobody can dream until I go back. At least none of my well, people, my assignments.
2: Well, if they're not sleeping anyway, fuck 'em we We won't spend too long together because you know, I'd prefer the world to not end, but you know what? I think you deserve to go out for a cup of coffee and a donut. let's Let's arrange that after the podcast, shall we? I think you've earned it.
0: Oh, thank you, Penny. That sounds wonderful.
2: Now, now, listeners, um, if you're having trouble falling asleep, I'm going to recommend that you drink a little less coffee, okay? He. <laughs> Does coffee make you not sleep? Um, it depends. There's a type of coffee called decaf, but a lot of humans and monsters want to deny that that even exists. But yeah, coffee is unfortunately one of those substances that can keep humans and monsters awake longer than they need to be. However, however, um, as you said, People have been drinking coffee for quite some time, but it's only really recently that sleep has really, really been disrupted. Um, And also, donuts have something called sugar, which I I think you might enjoy. But once again, listeners, if you're having trouble falling asleep, maybe, maybe partake a little less and, and give your body time to relax and go into the dream
0: world. Also, listeners... If you have really weird dreams after this podcast, I'm sorry. I've never really had any kind of physical food before, so I don't know what it's going to do to you. Oh, I think I
2: think this is going to be fun. <laughs> I I I hope I haven't unleashed too much trouble upon the world, but then again, I'd rather do that than bring about the world's ending. Hmm. Now, I I Oh, unfortunately, have to get ready to introduce my, my roommate, but I do have to ask um, to get back to how your kind are represented in popular culture. I must bring up, if you're familiar with it, the wonderful award-winning works of a human author named Neil Gaiman who created a comic book series back in the day called the Sandman, and I enjoy those stories so very much, and I was wondering if you'd heard of them and what you thought of Mr. Gaiman's depiction of your kind.
0: Oh, I would love to comment on it. So, um, because I don't take physical form very often, I haven't actually read it, but I've been able to look at all of the beautiful pictures, and I think that Sandman is really cute. He, if you're into what the humans describe
2: as those goth boys, yes, he is. He is quite attractive. If you're, you know, into the pale, mopey types, um, the next time you are able to read something, I would recommend it. it it's definitely not a realistic depiction of your family, but it's just a delightful series to begin with, and and has many, many. Wonderful characters who I'm sad to say are not gorgons. Oh, no, there's no gorgons in it Not 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 main characters
0: that I know of it has been a while Um, but sadly no if I wanted to I guess Because everything is, you know, every dimension is infinite and everything is real I guess I could go visit sometime. Maybe that would be easier Sure (laughs) Oh great. I
2: I really can't speak to to the reality of multiple dimensions, but I'm just gonna say, Go for it. sure. okay. wow, this this has been so wonderful talking with you, and I've learned so much and and thank you so much for addressing all these misconceptions about you. i hope I hope our listeners will go forward and spread the word about the importance of sleep. um other than, getting sleep and following your dreams. Do you have any other advice for your fellow creatures or, or, or your human friends?
0: Well, now that you all know the truth, mm, well, I don't know if I should ask this, Penny. It's a little selfish. Oh, go, go for it, please. Well, now that you all know the truth, maybe you could depict us more accurately or maybe depict me in something. That would be pretty cool, I guess. I, I think
2: that would be wonderful. As a Gorgon, yes, I, I understand the importance of being depicted, well, if not realistically, at least respectfully. So yeah, I, I feel you on that. And you know what? It's okay to be selfish once in a while, especially since your entire being is focused on preventing the apocalypse. So thank you so, so, so much, Sandra. I'm going to introduce my roommate, Sybil, but, um, Sybil is an oracle and she's going to predict the future. However, this might be extra interesting for you because I get the sense that you experience all time all at once. Is is, is that a correct assumption? Yes. Oh, this is going to be extra fun for me. So please, Feel free to call Sybil on her bullshit if you would be so kind. Hi, Sybil. Hi, Penny. It's time for your horoscope. This is our wonderful guest, Sandra Sandman.
1: Hi, Sandra. So I have a question for you, and this might be kind of a tough one since I don't know if you were born, but do you happen to know what sign you are? Oh, um, are you talking
0: about, like, on the street or, like, in the stars? In the stars, yes, exactly. Oh, okay. So, technically, you're correct in that we weren't born. We were just happened to coexist with the beginning of the existence of everything
1: multidimensionally. But I like to think I'm a Pisces. Okay, cool. Does that mean that the whole interdimensional universe or multiverse is a Pisces? Oh, that would just be the the Sandra wing of the multiverse. The me wing. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So I am going to start with the Pisces visions today. So I always try to explain to our guests how this works because I am an oracle. And as an oracle, my visions come directly from the gods. So they're not actually tied to the stars exactly, but I like to use the horoscope format because it's a lot. a lot of listeners are familiar with it. So basically what I do is I take all of the Pisces listeners' futures and I combine them into one vision, like a combo vision, and then I explain that. And so it's going to be true in different ways for different listeners, different Pisces. So another aspect of being an oracle is that in order to kind of open the channel for these visions, because I don't have your Sandman powers to kind of become interdimensional, uh, I have to create my own channel to the visions from the gods by ingesting some kind of substance. So this time around, I have smoked the knowledge of the universe. And I did that by smoking a page from a philosopher's journal.
0: Oh, this makes perfect sense to me. I mean, you're a corporeal being, so of course you would need some sort of connection to the higher powers. This makes sense. Everything, Yes, I see exactly. Nothing wrong here.
1: Finally, someone who understands me. I'm so glad it makes sense to somebody. It's kicking in now, and I'm starting to get a vision for the Pisces. That's all the Pisces listeners and our guest, Sandra. And Pisces, I am seeing, it looks like an office. Like, I see a cubicle and some shelves on the wall, but it's empty. Hmm. I'm not sure what that means for you, Sandra. I usually try to help our guest interpret their vision. Uh, most of the listeners are on their own, but for the guest, I usually make a little extra effort for that. This might just mean that you're going to be taking a break from work sometime in the future to, to oh, go for oh, coffee it's gonna happen right after this i'm gonna have coffee you're amazing i am thank you for noticing oh and it's yeah an it encourager. does look like oh, that goodness. might be what's happening for you for other pisces who knows it might mean you're losing your job oh good oh sybil okay aries aries i see in my vision in your future i see A a heart, like an anatomical heart, but it's made of paper. I don't know what that means. Maybe a valentine of some kind. Okay, Taurus. Taurus, I see a pink castle. It's really more salmon. A salmon pink castle, and it looks like it's under iced over water. (gasps) So, not sure what this means for your future, maybe some of you are going to be getting one of those little castle figurines for your fish, and maybe some of you are going to drown, and maybe some of you are going to buy a new house, but it's going to be really rainy there. What if there. it's all of it? It could be all of it. You never know.
0: I would watch out, Taurus. That sounds really dangerous. Yeah, this no,
2: Taurus, don't, don't leave whatever box you're in right now. You need to Stay go safe, hang Taurus. out with the
1: Pisces in the cubicle. Ooh. Yeah, that's probably a good idea all right oh Gemini goodness. Gemini I see a couple of people in it looks like this could be a subway station or an airport it's a it's a public place but definitely indoors and it looks like these two people are singing like they're performing something this looks lovely actually hmm. maybe they're buskers maybe uh, so yeah Gemini. Maybe you should tip the next busker, you see. Maybe that's what this is telling you.
2: Always tip buskers, okay? Whether oh, they're yeah. monsters or humans. They are entertaining you and they should be compensated. I don't know what
0: that is, Absolutely. but I trust Penny.
2: Oh, you shouldn't trust Penny. A busker is a human or a monster who will give a kind of performance in public in the hopes that they will get tips, which is when... Um, they get currency are you familiar with the concept of money or currency Oh yes that's been around for a very long time Okay okay good So yeah buskers are people who they may sing or play guitar or or even juggle Juggling is amazing Um they uh they perform and and they hope people give them money So yes give give them money so they can keep performing Yeah it's pretty cool It's pretty cool. Okay, Um, Sybil and I agree on that. Buskers are pretty cool.
1: All right, Sybil, what's next? Next up is Cancer. Cancer, I am seeing a cityscape, and at the top of a cliff beside the city, there is a really old-looking building, but it's really at the edge of the cliff, and it might be about to fall on the city. So this may be a sign that you need to... Check on things that you haven't checked on in a while in your life because they may be becoming a more immediate issue in your near future. Cancer.
2: Okay, cancer and Taurus. You, you, um, yeah, you're you're kind of fucked. It
1: sounds like. Oh. Just gotta be careful. All right, Leo. Leo, I see a very cute little carriage, like the kind that would be horse-drawn, but I don't see any horses. And it's under some neon lights. So this is definitely not like some kind of historical or time travel vision. This is definitely modern, just based on the lighting and the environment. But it's it's a really cute little carriage. So maybe you're going to be going on a nice date soon, something like that. Who knows?
0: That sounds so wonderful. I'm so happy for the Leos.
1: Yeah, it does sound nice for them. Virgo, I see a contortionist doing their contortionist thing on some scaffolding. Okay, that's, um, <laughs> that's very twisted. <laughs> that sounds more precarious than the
0: situation
2: that the Cancers were in. Yeah, I'm worried about the Cancers. I'm worried about a lot of people.
1: I'm worried about anyone who believes all of this shit. I think we may need to worry about Libra. Uh, Libra, you're... My vision for you, I am seeing this strange shadow creature. It looks fairly monstrous. Uh, And it's just kind of looming. Oh, that's that's just Sandro. Oh, so you know this shadow creature? It's Sandro. Every time, Sandro. Gotcha. Stop being such a dick, Sandro. All right, so you're just going to meet Sandro, and that's what's in your future, Libra. Okay, Scorpio. Scorpio, I see... A harbor with lots of boats in it and an oncoming tornado, but the tornado is made of sequins. It, it's what? What? The tornado is made of sequins. That that sounds both horrible and fabulous at the same time. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, Sagittarius. I uh, I see. Oh, this one's a pretty one. I may have to save this one in my memory somehow to revisit later. It's just this beautiful, peaceful-looking valley with like a creek running through it. And it's just very peaceful looking. So Sagittarius, go spend some time in nature. I think that's, that's, you know, going to be really good for you in your future. I can't argue with that one. That's actually quite lovely. Okay. Capricorn. Capricorn, I am seeing that recently you unjustly kicked someone out of your casino. A lovely, innocent young seer who had done nothing wrong. You know, winning roulette 43 times in a row because she has the help of the gods isn't cheating? And Capricorn, now I'm seeing your death. And it isn't pretty. No, it is not. Let's just say... Sybil, S- I have no idea how a barracuda fits inside a hot tub. Sibyl?
2: Yeah? S- Sibyl? Yeah? Sybil, Penny? This one sounds very, um, specific. Not general. Are, are, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. Why would you think that? It's, it's okay. a metaphor, Penny. It can apply. It has lots of meanings. Yeah, that was a very specific, very real-sounding metaphor. <sighs> okay, Civil. Let's be a little less
1: personally murdery for the next one, okay? All right, there's only one more. It's Aquarius's turn. And Aquarius, Aquarius, I am seeing... I see some green marbles and some broken glass on the ground. And that's really all I'm getting for you, Aquarius. Uh, I don't know That's the combo of the broken glass and the intact glass of the marbles. I'm not sure how to interpret that. That sounds more like an aquarium than Aquarius. That is true. Well, I don't see any water, though. So maybe it's a broken aquarium. It it does just sound bleak, but not quite as awful
2: as Taurus and 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 cancer and 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 who was it that you want to
1: murder with a barracuda Sybil? was was that um Capricorn or oh it was Capricorn that had the hot tub but that wasn't that wasn't me doing anything uh-huh. I'm just seeing what the gods send me I don't think that would hold up in a human
2: court of law but you know what you be you Sybil. So thank you, Sybil. And um, please talk to me before you you go out and decide to commit murder. And and please remember that, that you do have a roommate who, um, well, if there is someone that you would like taking care of,
1: maybe, maybe I just need to look their way. Wink. Oh, that is a good point, Penny. Thank you so much for that offer. I don't really have a problem though. I was just telling you what I saw in Capricorn's future. Okay, well
2: then good luck getting a barracuda. So thank you again, Sybil, and and Sandra, thank you so much for, well, helping us all prevent the apocalypse. I think
0: that's a good thing, don't you? Oh yeah, there's lots of beings that help prevent apocalypses. I'm just one of them. Oh, we... But we need all of you. So thank you. Yes, thank you. And
2: I may need to get some of these other beings on my podcast because, you know, I, I think we could all do a better job of working to prevent the end of the world. So thank you all so much for listening. And, well, please. Get a good night's sleep tonight and in all future nights so that this planet will keep on spinning and that we can all continue to get donuts and not experience Ragnarok. Thank you all so much. Bye. Bye. The Gorgon Show with me, Penny Cephalonia, as a proud member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. You can find us on Twitter at at Show. Or email us with questions and comments at gorgonshow@faustiannonsense.com. At All music in The Gorgon Show is by TJ, the Empathic Vampire. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. Sound editing is now done by Sir Kai, formerly of The Round Table. Thank you for listening to The Gorgon Show.
1: We at Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash faustiannonsense and hear me thanking you after our original episodes. Thank you to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads. Jules T. Parker. Alec L. B. Anthony Ampersand. Jonathan E. David O. Joseph Z. Mark S. J. A. C. Greg C. K. S. And our newest patrons at this tier, Yoshiko A and Shadow Reaper. And especially thank you to our patrons at the Pod's Best Friend tier Emily C, Eben R.T., Guy Z., Probs Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much. Without you, this would not be possible.